Hey, listen, let's, uh, let's open up with prayer before I get started. Uh, just right there where you are, just believe with me and uh, join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, Jesus, we're just so grateful for your presence tonight. We're so grateful, Lord, that we can worship a true and living God. We're so grateful, Lord, that we can come before you with boldness because of what you have done for us through Jesus. And tonight, Lord, we just decide to open up our hearts for what you have to say. God, we're so grateful that we're not just here tonight to sing a couple songs and to hear somebody speak. But we're here, Lord, to encounter your presence and to hear a word from heaven. So, Lord, I pray that as this happens, Jesus, that there is healing that takes place tonight. I thank you, Lord, that as this happens, Father, that people are set free, that people are encouraged, reminded of how good you are. And, Lord, what you have done for us. And so we just, we just say, Holy Spirit, have your way in us tonight. In Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good? Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, if you don't know me, my name is Daniel. I'm part of the pastoral staff. Uh, I have the privilege and honor of, of ministering and leading the nursery and preschool department. Uh, we have an awesome team back there. And from time to time, I get to come up here and teach. I love to teach. I love to uh, just minister the word of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to be with you tonight, obviously, and then I'm also going to be with you next week. So uh, the Lord put it on my heart to do a two-part uh, message series about overcoming, about overcoming. And specifically tonight, I want to, I want to kick it off with overcoming stress. Um, you know, we are in a season of busy right now. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? You know, we got the holiday season. We got, uh, we just had Thanksgiving. I hope that that went well for you all. I know you uh, have an opportunity to share Jesus with family members. Sometimes that can be difficult, but uh, it can also be a blessing. We got Christmas coming up. And, uh, you know, it, it's not only that we're in a season of busy, but it just feels like, you know, busyness can overwhelm us and overtake us sometimes. Uh, there's nothing wrong with busyness, but it can offer unneeded stress in your life. Uh, we are in an age of media, of social media especially, to where, um, you know, like never before, we're being told what we should look like and where we should be at in life by now. And so uh, it, it causes us to, to compare ourselves to people who are totally different from us, and it can make us feel inferior, and it can bring unneeded stress in our life. There are more people in the world today than never before. And how many of you guys know that people can offer unneeded stress in your life as well? I love to just, when I say that, I love to see people's expression because it's almost like you get an attitude when you hear that. You're like, mm-hmm, preach it, pastor. I know what you're talking about. And you get someone's mind, someone's face in your mind. You're like, yeah, absolutely, you know. Uh, people can cause stress in your life. And so busyness, comparing ourselves to others uh, to the point of feeling inferior, um, and other people are just a few things that have the potential of stressing us out and really robbing us of what God would have us walk in as a child of God. You know, I remember as a child feeling stressed out, um, feeling this need to please everybody in my family, uh, and just having this feeling that I was never good enough. I remember seeing my mom so stressed out. You know, she's a, she was a single mother with five children working her tail off, living from paycheck to paycheck, and just struggling, you know. And uh, I believe, like, I inherited some of that as a child. How many of you guys know that stress can be uh, contagious when you're bringing it to your home constantly? I remember as a teenager that I was dealing with stress, you know, school and even girls. 
uh, as I was, I was preparing for this and studying for this, I, was, I thought that was kind of funny now because I thought to myself, man, if I only knew then what I know now. But at that point, it was very serious for me, and I believe it is. I mean, for a teenager or anybody who's dealing with school and different relationships at that age, it is a serious thing. And it, and it can be very stressful. Uh, I got saved when I was 16 years old. And uh, for the first few years of, of just recently coming into the church and knowing Jesus, I dealt with a lot of stress. Simply because I did not have a revelation of the love of Jesus in my life. And so I lived the first few years serving God just full of stress, trying to please God, trying to uh, um, earn God's love and earn God's acceptance from my life. And it, it almost stresses me out just even thinking about it as a teenager just going through that. You know, I didn't really understand that God loved me because of what he did through Jesus Christ, not because of how good I am, you know. And so I didn't understand that. So, you know, we, I believe that we all deal with a level of stress to a degree. And, and if we don't understand what it is, if we don't understand how to overcome it, then it has the potential of overcoming us. You know, it could be financial stress. It could be health stress. It could be relational stress. And when I talk about stress, I don't mean, you know, feeling nervous uh, before a test. I don't mean feeling some weight or responsibilities uh, that you may have as a father, as a husband, as a, as a wife, as a mother, as a student. I don't mean that uh, you never experience some pressure from here and there. What I mean by stress, I'm talking about when the circumstances around you put so much pressure on you and you allow that pressure to come inside of you, to the point of where you are full of worry, where you become restless, and where you have no peace. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about serious stress here. Uh, it's a constant weight that can come on you, and it's where you are uneasy, you're nervous about a person, about an event, about a situation, about a problem that you cannot control. And it steals you. It steals from you. It steals, uh, you know, it can steal sleep from you, rest, appetite, joy. And it can lead to some serious health issues if we're not, if we don't understand what this can do. Now, when we talk about stress, sometimes we can uh, get this confused with anxiety. Because stress and anxiety can produce a lot of the same symptoms in our lives. But, um, I believe personally that anxiety stems from a fear inside of you where stress comes from the situations that are around you. And I believe that's important to know because when you understand where stress is coming from, then you can deal with it effectively. Anxiety is where there's a fear inside of you. And so if you're dealing with anxiety, you know somebody who's dealing with anxiety, then really the solution there is to identify the lie, identify what is happening inside, what is this anxiety is causing. But when it's stress, it's the, the likeliness is that it is really outside. It is the pressures. It is the people. It is the situations. They are the problems that just outweigh sometimes your faith and can uh, be allowed to come inside of you where you're stressing to a point where it's robbing from you. Now, I want to tell you tonight that you were not created to be overcome by stress. Rather, you were created to overcome stress. How many of you guys say amen? First John 5.4 says this, and uh, New King James, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. 
I'm going to read that same scripture in the Amplified Version because I, f- I feel like we get a, a little bit of a better understanding. It says, for everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. I love that. I love that it's not just a one-time thing. It is our continuous, it is our persistent faith in Jesus. So in reading that, I see two things here. Number one is that you are victorious already because of the fact and the truth that you are in Jesus Christ. If you are here tonight, you love Jesus, you follow Jesus, you have surrendered your life to Jesus, you need to understand this, you need to believe this, that just by being a Christian, just by allowing Jesus to live inside of your life, that overcoming stress already belongs to you. And you need to believe that. The other thing I see here is that you have to take it. You have to walk in it. You have to accept it for yourself. And you do that by faith. Let me give you this example to really understand this. Uh, Do you know that a millionaire, somebody who is a millionaire, can live in poverty? The, The reason that that person can live in poverty is if he chooses to never make a withdrawal of what belongs to him. And so you can have so much money that belongs to you. It can be under your bank account with your name. And you can have access to it, but if you don't ever go physically or ever make some kind of transaction, then what belongs to you never really brings you the blessings and brings you what that can bring in your life so that you can see the effectiveness of it. And so it's a two-part thing when we talk about overcoming. Number one, you have to understand that it already belongs to you because of how good God is. And number two, by your faith, we have to access this. So how do we do this? I'm so glad you asked tonight. I'm going to take a drink of water real quick. You guys doing all right? All right. So how do we do this? How do we overcome? I'm going to give you three points, and I, I, really my, my heart is to give you an application to understand. You know, it's one thing to say, hey, we can overcome. You've already overcome. Let's access it. But really my heart is that you can walk away tonight with something in your hand to say, okay, this is what I can do. I can apply this. I can do something with this in my life and see stress or maybe be a blessing to somebody. You might say, hey, I'm not stressed out. You know, I know how to deal with that. But maybe you know somebody um, that is stressed out, and I hope that this will be a blessing for them as well. So here's number one if you're taking notes. Number one is you have to change your mind about it. You have to change your mind about stress. Uh, We hear it all the time. You know, oh, I'm stressed out. We, we even say it so many times. I'm just so stressed. Um, and sometimes we're so stressed that we don't even say it anymore. You know, like you receive a text message from somebody and you say, hey, how are you doing? How's it going? And you don't even have the energy to say, man, I'm stressed out and the reason why. And sometimes we'll just send something like this emoji here, this first emoji that Brandon's going to help me put up here. You just send them this. How many of you guys ever received this in a text message? Or maybe you sent one, I don't know. But you're like, hey, how's it going? And you receive one of these. Or maybe you receive this other one here where it's like, man, it's crazy. I need a headache. I need a head massage. You know, it's just I I can't even explain what I'm going through. But let me just send you this and maybe you can get some kind of idea. Now this next one, before you put it up, Brandon, this next one is not so common. You know, I had to dig dig this one up. But I just want to tell you, if you ever get this one, um, just go ahead and go to your friend's house or whoever you're texting and just make sure everything's okay. If you ever get this one right here, that means it's, it's, 
It's done. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's chaos. Uh, I don't even know where my kids are right now. It's just nuts, you know. So it's just crazy. Um, and I'm just losing it. So sometimes it's just like overwhelms you so much that you don't even know how to respond. But I want to say this. People, it seems like people are dealing more and more with stress the more and more time goes by. And just because it's common doesn't mean that it has to be acceptable as a child of God. Just because it's something that we we joke about or we hear about so much so much uh, time, it doesn't mean that it has to be something that we have to accept. You know, overcoming stress doesn't mean that we never deal with stress here and there. That's not what I'm talking about. But it doesn't it, it doesn't mean that we we eliminate it completely from our lives. But what it does mean is that when you can recognize when it comes, you can recognize when it's a potential threat, and you can choose to do something about it. And this mindset I'm talking about is that you choose that you don't have to tolerate it. You choose that you don't have to accept it. You choose that this is something that doesn't have to be a normal for your life, just because it might be for someone else that you know. And so the first step to, is to know this, that stress is not from God. Stress is not from God. And the reason I know that is because stress does not produce life. According to John 10.10, 10, the Bible says this. It says it's the thief that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Honestly, if you're confused about if something comes from God or maybe from the devil, I believe you could use this verse right here. And you can just line it up. You can list it out. You can put, you know, stealing, killing, destroying on this side and life and life abundantly on this side and start listing it out. And if you put stress on one of those columns, it's not going to be on the side of life. It's going to be on the side of killing, stealing, destroying. Why? Because stress steals from you. It steals peace from you. It can steal rest from you, sleep from you. It can steal the blessings of God for your life. And it even has the potential to try to destroy you, try to destroy your body. And so you have to understand that this is not from God. And this is a mindset. It is a strong belief. You know, stress happens when we allow the chaos that is around us to come inside of us. But when you are in faith, you say things like this. Just because it's crazy out there doesn't mean it has to be crazy inside here. You know, I remember years ago, I was talking with one of my mentors, and he told me this thing that really was a game changer for me. Uh, We were talking about the subject of being dead to Christ. You know, the Bible says in Romans 6, it says, reckon yourselves as dead but alive in Christ Jesus. And we were talking along that subject, and he said to me, he says, you know what, Daniel? He says, no one can make you mad. And I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, statement because I've said it so many times that so-and-so's made me mad or that has made me mad. But he was really, you know, giving me this truth here, this nugget. He says, you know, the, the truth is that nobody can make you mad. You know, uh, people can create an opportunity for you to react in anger by maybe doing something hurtful or maybe something that they shouldn't have done that caused pain or caused confusion for you. But the truth is that nobody has the power to make you mad or nobody has the power to make you do anything. And it's like it was a switch for me. It was a change of mindset to say, you know what, that is true. Nobody has that kind of power unless I permit them that power to say, okay, you can have the power over my emotions to where if you do something, then I will be mad because of you and not because of me. 
And I believe that this is a, this is a, a game changer for you, especially along this subject of stress. Because as long as you tolerate stress, as long as you believe stress is normal, as long as you believe stress is okay, then you will never be able to overcome it. You will never be able to see it as an enemy. And if you don't see it as an enemy, you won't be able to approach it effectively. The best way to change your mind is to meditate on the scriptures that bring this truth. And this is true for anything. This is true for healing. If you want to be healed, you know, we have to change your mind about healing. If you want to uh, get out of lack, we have to change our mind about what the Word of God says about that. If we want to change how we respond to people who, who, who might not be so loving, we have to change our mind about what the Word says of how we treat people who treat us unfairly. If we want to change our mind about who we are, we have to get in the Word and allow the Scriptures to change our mind about who we are because of who God says we are. And it changes our identity because of it. Now with this mindset... I believe that it leads us to do a couple things. And what I'm sharing with you tonight, I believe, is progressive. I believe that, you know, the first step is that you have to change your mind. And when you have this, mind, this, this shift in your mindset, then you would be able to do point number two, which is to pray. To pray about it. You know, praying shouldn't be our last resort. It shouldn't be the Hail Mary to where I've tried everything, I've talked to everybody, and I can't figure it out, so I might as well pray about it. You know, prayer should be the very first thing that we do when encountering things like stress or anything that can have the potential to rob from us or steal from us. And the context here when we're talking about overcoming stress through prayer is really two-part. And, and here's number one, is that through prayer... God may work a miracle on your behalf. How many of you guys know we serve a pretty powerful God? A miracle working, a way making God. And so through prayer, God can do that. Uh, a few minutes in prayer is far greater than days and years of worry and stress. Philippians 4, 6 says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know, when you pray, there is a transfer. There is a transfer that takes place. Uh, you lay down your needs, your, your uh, issues, your requests are made before God. And in exchange, God gives you peace. Something that money cannot buy. Uh, peace. The Bible says that it will, he will guard your hearts and your minds. He will guard your thoughts and your feelings. And he will, you will receive peace which will change. Uh, the, might not change the situation, but it will change you in the situation. Uh, the other part of prayer is this. You know, what, the first part is that God might do something. God may work a miracle. God might move something. But the second part is that God might move you. And he may give you direction through prayer. And I believe this is huge because so many times we come to God in prayer uh, so that God can do something about it. And I believe he can and I believe he does sometimes. But at the same time, I believe we need to understand that we have to come to God in prayer so that he can show us what to do about it ourselves. And let's be honest, sometimes uh, we deal with stress because of the situations that we put ourselves in and because of the decisions that we make over and over again. I can't tell you how many times when I pray in the morning uh, and I'm talking to the Lord about something, something that's bothering me or something that's stressing me out, that he speaks to me about my priorities. 
You know, when you get your priorities out of whack, it, you can easily stress yourself out. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? So many times in that morning time in prayer, he speaks to me about forgiveness, about forgiving somebody. He speaks to me about the kingdom of God and reminds me that even though I'm in this, in this world, I'm not of this world. He speaks to me about how much time I'm spending with someone who has a bad influence in my life. You know, we get stressed out and, you know, the first thing that we try to do is cast out a demon or, or, or get upset with somebody. But really, sometimes we're stressed out because we're not going to bed on time, and so we wake up grumpy. Amen, somebody. And, you know, that, that might sound harsh or whatever, but sometimes, you know, that's the case because we all have blind spots, and we get into this routine, we get in this rut, and really it takes that time where you humble yourself and you ask and you talk to the Lord about it. You know, prayer isn't just, you know, talking to God about all this stuff that needs to change. Prayer is really where you come to the Lord, you humble yourself, and you seek counsel. You seek his presence, and you speak to him, but you also hear from him, and you receive direction. Prayer can change things, and prayer can change you. And the third thing is this. It's rest. And when we think about rest, sometimes we think about, you know, okay, yeah, I need more sleep. And I believe more sleep is good. Sleep is great, uh, and it can help us so that we're not stressed out. Um, but it's not just the quantity of sleep. It's also the quantity of sleep. And sometimes when you're stressing out and you're sleeping through the night, your body is still not resting. And so we need a, a rest that goes beyond that. Sometimes we think about vacation time. And vacation time is great. Vacation time can help, and it's needed. We absolutely need it, especially, you know, there's statistics that say we, we're, you know, on an average, we're adding an extra day to our work schedule um, throughout the week. You know, we, you, we have our, our, our emails on our cell phones, and it's so easy to not disconnect from work, and vacation time is important. But this rest that I'm talking about goes beyond vacation time because you can still be on vacation, come back home, and need a vacation from your vacation. You can still be stressed out. There's a rest that Jesus offers that goes beyond really good sleep. Um, and, I, and again, I believe what I'm sharing tonight is progressive because I believe this is really the answer right here. Uh, I believe that the root of stress is because there is a lack of rest. There is a lack of biblical spiritual rest. You know, when you change your mind about it, you can effectively pray about it. When you effectively pray about it, then you can enter and it leads you into this place of rest. Rest is a place that we arrive in our lives uh, where we have proper perspective. It's a place that uh, it's not necessarily where you don't do anything, but what you do, you're doing it in the strength and in the grace of the Lord to where you're not striving for nothing. You're not just swinging in the air where it's just, you know, out of something that you hope something can happen. No, it is very focused. In fact, when you rest, it brings this uh, peace in your life. It brings this certainty in your life. When you rest, you see God as your heavenly father. Matthew 6, 25 says this. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds and don't they plant, uh, that don't plant or harvest or store food in their barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable, valuable than they? 
And so when you see God as your father, it puts things into proper perspective. It puts, it puts you begin to say, okay, I'm not alone. It's not just this chaos that I have to deal with. No, I'm, I have a heavenly father who cares about me. I have a heavenly father who is for me. And if he is for me, then who can be against me? It changes your mind. It is a rest to say, I have a heavenly father that is alive, that hears me when I pray, and that comes and helps me in my time of need. When you rest, you see the purpose of God and the hand of God working even in the middle of the chaos. That is another sign of rest. And I believe purpose puts things in its proper place. You know, like if there's somebody that, that might be bringing uh, a stress to your life and you see the purpose of God through this, then you, you have this different perspective to say, you know, my, my battle in this war is really not against that person. The Bible says we don't war against flesh and blood. We, we war against the enemy. We war against principalities, against spiritual hosts of wickedness. We, we war against the devil. And so you change your perspective because you see this purpose of God. Because why? Because you are in a place of rest. When you rest, you gain eternal perspective. Romans 8, 18 says this. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared. Paul is saying they're not even worthy to be compared. I can't even compare that what I'm going through now versus to where I'm headed. Is, it's not even on the same playing field here. It's, it's not even worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. You know, sometimes we're stressed out because... We're so focused on what's happening now. Sometimes we're so stressed out because we don't see beyond of what's happening on today or this week. But when you get eternal perspective, when you enter into a place of rest, you're able to say, you know what, I'm, I'm in this world and I'm dealing with this thing around here. But I don't have to belong to this. I don't have to give in to this because my citizenship is not from this world. You know, as we read earlier, the Bible says that we overcome by faith. It takes faith to enter into rest. It takes faith to see the purpose of God in this. It takes faith to be able to have this eternal perspective and to say, you know what, I am walking in this right now, but I'm not staying in this. I'm walking through it. I'm, I'm going to be able to see the hand of God in my life. And my prayer is that I can be a blessing through this to where I'm not consumed through this or by this, but I can be used by God, even in the, middle of, in the middle of my mess. You know, I believe that when you are resting in the Lord, you're not so much concerned with the what, like what is going on here, uh, what, do I, what do I do. You're not so concerned with the why, why is this happening. When you're resting in the Lord, you're not so concerned with the when, when is this going to be over. The reason you're not so concerned about that is because you know the who. You know who God is. You know that he is your father. You know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. You know that he is for you. You know that in him you can do all things. You know that in him you are more than a conqueror. You know that you are not left as an orphan child, but you are a child of God. Amen, somebody. And so my prayer is that we would receive this word, that we would be able to take it and do something with it and say, you know what, I'm going to change my mind about it. I'm going to change my mind about stress. I'm not going to accept it. 
because it can do something against me that is not from God. Number two, I'm going to pray about it. And when I pray about it, I'm not just going to hope something happens, but I'm going to pray by faith that God is either going to A, do something, move something, or B, show me what to do so that I can change something and move something. And then the third thing is that when you do those things effectively, you will enter into a place of rest. And rest isn't a place that you just get to and you say, I've arrived. Rest is a place and a thing that you have to learn over and over again. The Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. This is what it looks like. To trust God. To receive peace. To say, I'm going to see something beyond this and not just this. It's not just about me getting this just for me. It's about me receiving the blessing so that I can be a blessing. And so you get to this place of, of rest where you can live and you can be a blessing. Amen, somebody. Would you please stand to your feet with me as I, as I close? Of course, Matthew eleven twenty eight says that if you are, have a burden, if you are tired, all who are weary, he says, come to me and I will give you rest. Come to me and I will give you rest. The real rest is found in Jesus Christ. He is your prince of peace. He is the one who can offer you a rest that goes beyond good sleep, that goes beyond a nice vacation, that goes beyond just doing nothing. It is a rest. It is a peace. It is a certainty. It is a place where you can have faith, where you can see things differently from a heavenly, a heavenly position. And so before I pray for you tonight, you know, what I'd really like to do is by faith just really do that, give you an opportunity to just give your worries to give your stress and anxieties to Jesus tonight before you leave. But before I do that, I just want to ask that you all would bow your heads and close your eyes with me. And I want to just ask if there's anybody in here tonight that happened to come tonight, maybe the first, second time, and you have never made the decision to come to Jesus and to receive that true rest. If you've never come, made that decision to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity tonight because I believe you're not here just out of coincidence, I believe you're here on purpose for a divine appointment. With every eye closed and every head bowed, if that's you and you say, hey, would you pray for me? I want to make that decision. Would you just slip your hand up very high so I can see it? No one else will see it, just me, you, and God. Is there anybody in here that says, pray for me? I want to make that decision for the first time or maybe for the first time in a long time. Anybody, anybody? I just want to wait a second. If that's you, just slip up your hand with boldness. I just want to pray for you, recognize you, and give you this amazing opportunity. Is there anybody in here tonight that says, pray for me? Very well. I say we all have made that decision then. If you made that decision, you know, many times God reminds us and God shows and reveals to us what we do as we continue to live this life and as we continue this journey of faith. And tonight I hope that you were encouraged and reminded that if you are in Christ, then you are already an overcomer. You've already overcome. It belongs to you. It's got your name on it. You are more than a conqueror. But just like that analogy with that millionaire, you have to take it by faith. You have to claim it for yourself. You have to confess it, and you have to believe that it's yours, and by faith you walk in it. So let's do this tonight. Would you just confess this with me tonight before we leave? Would you say, Heavenly Father, 
I cast my cares to you tonight. All stress, things I have no control over, people I have no control over that have been stressing me out. Lord, I give it to you because I want to overcome stress. And by faith, I release it. And I receive your peace. I receive your direction. I receive your spirit. And I enter in rest. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for that promise tonight. Lord, we, I thank you for the blessing. Lord Jesus, as we walk away tonight to our homes, I thank you, Lord, that we have a new perspective. And, Lord, that we are walking and we are living our lives out of this rest, that we don't have to strive for your acceptance or for anyone else's. We don't have to work and labor in vain. But we can just know that you love us and that we are called according to your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen.